Blog Talk Radio.
You know, we spend a whole lot of time Thinking we living when we dead inside Telling people what we see Telling people what we heard But they're just lies because we're all deaf And we so, so blind so when I know the truth, I'll tell it Tell the people, tell them I'm a guest It, no one wants to hear it, but I guess It's best that we go near it It's seeming to be very, very necessary I mean it, and I'm on one So come a little closer, yes, I'm on Son, holding with all my mind And I promise I ain't letting go Till I get what I ain't got No more, we need a peace of mind Yeah, I lost it and Sometimes I feel like I got nowhere to go my days get dark and my nights get cold That's when I need you I know I'm running low So if you got that peace, if you got that love Then I need it in my life, my life, my life I love Trying to hold it together when the truth is, it's busting out the seams. We call ourselves doing it. We call ourselves chasing dreams. It's crazy because we all know in our hearts, it's never really what it seems. So instead of fronting more, let's go back. Start from the beginning, let's be on. Listen, tell what's happening, see we ain't on. That is sad, cause we've been front so long now, we don't even know how to start on being real. But I got you, my head hurting my back through two and some. Sometimes I don't know what I'm gonna do. I worry, you worry. It's natural to worry, cause life gets ugly and it always hurts. I feel like I got nowhere to go. My days get dark and my nights get cold. That's when I need you. I know I'm running low. So if you got that peace, if you got that love, then I need it in my life, my life, my life alone.
No smoke, no joke, I'm lit, ain't got a lot of you, baby I know, you know, I go, me and my girls go crazy I ain't even capping at all, I ain't even capping at all I ain't even capping at all, I ain't even capping at all Me and my girls go crazy, got my attention, little baby I've been checking the check lately it on my own, oh, na na na, yeah, yeah. Got what he want, yeah, yeah. When I pull up, it's a show now. You don't wanna smoke, it'll go down, go down. Don't be somebody I used to know. Now you acting like a groupie, though. I've been grinding all my life, yeah, I'm trying to win. And I treat my bitch like a ATM. No smoke, no joke. I'm lit, ain't got a lot of these babies. I know, you know. I ain't got me and my girls so crazy I ain't even capping at all 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 I'm here, right now Tell her, pipe down Blue skies, white clouds I know she mad, I know she mad at me I chase her back, she ain't got cash, I see Choose up or lose, now and get your mind right eh. No tick on my timeline eh. My girl on a high rise eh. Running up for a side-by D.O.D. I ain't lying to baby No smoke, no joke I'm lit, ain't got a lot of you, baby I know, you know I ain't got me and my girl so crazy I ain't even capping at all I ain't even capping at all At all, at all. You don't have to wait at all anymore because there's interview radio right here, right now, going down. Oh, I'm here. There. Can you hear me? You know I'm having technical difficulties. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Yeah. It's a little, <laughs> little, little, little shaky, little shaky, little shaky there. I'm like, is Mercury still in retrograde? Like, I'm trying to figure out what's happening here. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like Sounds like, it a lot could going be. Well, Sounds like a lot going on. Well, nonetheless, y'all, we here until the wheels fall off. So thanks for tuning in to another episode of Indie Review Radio. We have a great show lined up for you today. And as always, Sea Truth and I are super excited to bring you all that is great and good and independent everything, including thinkers. We have a great one with us today. Um, but before we get started with the show, Sea Truth, you know, you have some duties and responsibilities to the nations of the world. That's right, that's right. So let me hit it to everybody checking us out, no matter how you're doing that, no matter who you are. It's going to be the universal greetings, a lot of different ways, a lot of different languages, <laughs> as they say in certain places, as far as how we say hello or how you greet it. We're going to start with the good morning, good afternoon, good night, buenas noches, buenos dias, konnichiwa, salam, namaste, sakpase, sakafet, ala, fia, pareve, good day, nehomar, bonjour, bonsoir. 
What up, son? What up, though? Aloha. What it do? What's cracking? What's popping? Ni Olo Timir. No Mosca. What's happening? What the business is? Where you at, Nev? Alito Akaske. Fabu Bona. Suo Bona. And yo, Leiseru. Su Awate. Mujukwe. Bienvenue. Que paso. Que pasa. Osia. Osio. Selam. Maaba. Wagwama. Boy. Hey, ya. Basiba. Mami Zani. And yong to you and yours out there. Greetings. What's happening? <laughs> Now, that's a lot. That's a lot. I wonder if, as always, you know, we have to do our due, do, do our due diligence and ask our guests if we've missed anything or if perhaps they know of a greeting that we have yet to include. So, Miss Foster, are you there with us today? Yes, I am. Good morning. I would like to say, going out to all my Japanese friends and colleagues, konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. <laughs> uh, Did you, do we have Konnichiwa? Yes, that was one of them. <laughs> I don't think he left anyone else. <laughs> Girl, listen, we've been working on these greetings for 10 years, so we better have everybody. Absolutely. <laughs> How you doing today, Renee? I'm well. I'm well. I survived the latest snowstorms here in New York, and of course, you know, uh, my eyes are all on the the building and the capital campaign fund for the Universal Hip Hop Museum. Yeah. So before we get started, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners really quickly? Okay. My name is Renee Foster, and I am the Director of Communications for the Universal Hip Hop Museum, which is going to be built as a part of the Bronx Point Mixed-Use Development Project that is all affordable housing. We are the uh, New York City Council-designated cultural anchor in this waterfront development project that will be going up along the Harlem River Drive, riverfront, that connects Harlem to the Bronx, and it's going to be epic. Mm. So... So what do you say to people that hear that and think, why, why do we need a hip-hop museum? What's your answer to that? My answer to that is 2023, when the doors to the Universal Hip-Hop Museum open, it will be a repository of 50 years. It will be the 50th anniversary when we open the doors to our new museum. It will be the 50th anniversary of the rise of hip-hop culture. Why? There has not been a youth culture that has had the unifying force globally that hip-hop has. It has moved the culture in ways that are undeniable, influencing everything that it has touched, and we owe the culture, all of us owe the culture to make sure that we protect it, preserve it, and present it for future generations. So if you've ever loved hip-hop, if any point in your life, it meant something to you. We're building this museum for you, no matter where you are in this world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what are some of the things they anticipate, um, you know, as far as events or cultural events? Um, what are some of the things that we can look forward to from the museum? We are doing amazing things. This, this Wednesday, February 24th, we're going to do a big virtual announcement of our capital campaign fund. This is a grassroots outreach to engage every stakeholder, every hip-hop lover, 
worldwide to donate to build this museum. Our campaign is called Time to Build. We are here to build this thing. Nice. So, you know, uh, in addition to that, we're going to kick off a year of programming devoted to her story, the stories of women in hip-hop. We are also going to be celebrating the 20th anniversary of the hip-hop declaration of peace that was presented to the United Nations in May 2001. We will be celebrating that 20th anniversary this May. And then in September, there will also be the annual Hip Hop for Peace celebration in advance of the United Nations Peace Day observation. This will be our second annual. And of course, you know, with June being Black Music Month, as we go into Hip Hop Appreciation Week, there will be other activations of programming. And so the museum has a very, very full slate. We're going full throttle with this grassroots campaign. It's so critical. I've always said that if you've got five on it, ante up to the Universal Hip Hop Museum. <laughs> And see, yeah, that's an anthem. That's an anthem. <laughs> Absolutely. That's an anthem. That's great. So, what, so I got, I yeah, got five. I know teachers have five. some questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got five too. Go I got five one of those. Go ahead, teachers. <laughs> so, do you have like a, a similar like set launch that you would like um, for the museum to open up? Oh yes, our targeted opening date is. 2023. Our goal is to open the summer of 2023. And that's a projected date. As you know, with construction, you know, that is something we want to commit to, and we're hoping for a full opening, completion of construction and everything. Shovels are in the ground right now. We have proof of concept that it is actually being built. There's a lot of activity. The design has won awards for our development wow. partners, L&M Development Partners. Absolutely. And I've, wow. I've seen that area, like where it's going to be at. Like it's it's very, very, very nice. Very, very nice. And I remember what it was before. <laughs> before sure. <laughs> so... <clears throat> It's, it's going to be a great piece for the community and, and everything surrounding there. Um, will there be, like, when you do, cause, because it is the summer and it's opening up, you know, during that time, is there going to be a park jam or, like, a, a jam, like, outside? There is going to be um, so much public, there will be so much public space. And in the renderings, you will notice that there's a full esplanade, and uh, one of the activations we intend to do with the Esplanade is to allow people to pledge to have a stone on the Hip Hop Walk of Fame. So there will be a huge outdoor activation. As we um, you know, emerge from our current pandemic, we will hopefully be able by 2023 to fully do outdoor events. Um, prior to the pandemic, annually we would put on a show in conjunction with the uh, New Jersey Performing Arts Center. COVID has really, you know, transitioned a lot of the engagement we wanted to do with the community. In terms of the museum itself, our tech partners are Microsoft and the 
Massachusetts Institute of Technology. There at MIT, the, the, the head of the Centers for Virtual Reality is Dr. Fox Harrell. And so we have fully interactive displays. Of course, with social distancing, now we, ha we are able to have just touchscreen displays where you can point your phone. There's a lot of interactivity and a lot of technology that is being deployed. We also have a huge archive. We have an archival warehouse where we store beautiful memorabilia, ephemera, donations that the public and others have given to us. I work very closely with the Park Avenue Gallery to have a fine art piece donated to us, a practically lifestyle portrait of Kanye West that was a part of an exhibition at the Detroit Institute of Art called Holy Hip Hop. So as collectors and lovers of the culture donate to us, we are able to store those things in preparation for exhibitions that we have planned for the museum and other programming. Right. Who that are some of the really um, exciting? <laughs> yeah, but who are some of the people within the hip hop community that are like on board or been supporting the the whole movement? I, I think you did something with D Nice and some other people as well. Yes. Or Is yes. that right? Well, yes, absolutely. As you know, D Nice is an original member of Boogie Down Productions. Uh, many people don't realize how long his history within the culture is. And of course, you know, originally he was a rap artist. They call me D-Nice, was a hit for him. But he has never, ever, ever, ever forgotten his roots in terms of his artistic beginnings. And he's been committed to seeing the Universal Hip Hop Museum become a reality, as well as Chuck D, LL Cool J, Ice-T. There are so many artists you know, the first generation artists of the first generation of hip-hop from the late 70s. You know, we're creating a hall of respect for all of those people that are foundational to this culture. And it is extremely exciting for everyone to have a place to look at their legacy because this culture has given back so much in terms of lifting so many people, whether it was privately, artistically, or if it was commercially as a performing artist. And so there, there's hardly anyone that doesn't love it that hasn't had it a part of their life and the thing that they identify with culturally. Right. And we want to create a place for everyone to come worldwide. That you means unity as well as universal. Right. Now, we know that there's been a lot of pop-ups you know, like museums and things as such. Are you all at all affiliated with any of the other pop-up museums that are happening around the country? We are aware of great institutions that are, are you know, doing work regionally and locally, and we are a part of the African Association of African American Museums, so we have great affiliations. We definitely support any pop-up museum that promotes this culture. We're all a part of a larger fabric, and that's really, mm -hmm. really what is important. And we have our own pop-up exhibition called The Revolution of Hip-Hop. And I think it is important for people to understand the power of what this culture has become. And so we're proud to know 
of the various pop-up museums and the leadership that's being done by the people that created them. It is critical for this culture to have that kind of support because why? Hip-hop now has the ability to transform communities as we become more engaged in activism. You know, there's no turning away from the Black Lives Matter summer right. And hip-hop, when you think of people like Killer Mike and you think about, you know, even Congresswoman Cori Bush, this is, these are people that come out of hip-hop culture because this mm-hmm. is the youth culture that has informed their lives. So there's a very different approach and a view, the lens at which, you know, the society works, coming out of hip-hop culture, we know what the social ills are. We've given voice to it for the last 40, 50 years. Yeah, from the moment, for sure. From the moment the needle dropped on the message, hip-hop began its transformation as the real CNN of the culture from the moment right. that song was released. And so, no, there's an awareness of disparities, the social inequities that impact communities of color worldwide. This was proven with the way people of color all over the world took to the streets in the summer of 2020 mm-hmm. in support of Black Lives Matter. A lot of those young people, remember hip-hop is intergenerational at this point, Ask any one of those people that took to the streets, do you love hip-hop? Do you have a hip-hop song? And they will tell you they do. Yeah. Do you feel like there's room um, in the museum? So because there's a lot of conversation around what's happening currently in hip-hop, <clears throat> how people speak of the current rappers, the bumble rappers or whatever they – what do they call them, see? Mumble rappers, bumble rappers? Mumble rappers. Whatever. Yeah. So is there room in the museum for what's happening currently in hip hop? Absolutely. And I will tell you why. Because the cream always rises to the top. And Mm -hmm. I, I don't believe that this culture excludes anyone. Okay. I'm really clear that all of the styles, forms, of, you know, hip-hop expression musically. They're not everyone's taste. There are people that I love, and I'm not going to lie, I can get in here and dance a trap by myself. But <laughs> I believe, I believe there's a place for everyone in hip-hop, okay? So, no, I, I'm, in my mind, throwing open the doors, throwing open the doors, to this institution is no different than throwing open your arms to your extended family. Right. Okay. And that's my metaphor. Right. So, yeah, I want all the mumble rappers. That I want every one hit wonder. I want everybody. Every one hit wonder. <laughs> yeah, I want, I want everybody that ever thought they could shoot the gift, could, you know, kick a verse. If you have claimed your place, this is your place of legacy, too. Yeah. Because okay? yeah. I, know, I know a lot of this music isn't made for me, but that don't make me not love Megan Thee Stallion. Right, right. Okay. You yeah. know, and empowering. Yeah, really, uh, yeah. and it's empowering. Way. And I really appreciate, for me, having worked in hip-hop, you know, with artists, you know, 
creating a platform, giving voice to artists who brought their authenticity and their artistry is something I've done for a very long time professionally. And you know my career, having worked in the record industry. So yeah. I know. Well, that was music. actually going to be my next question was like, how did, you, how did you, Renee Foster, get here? Like, what are some of the things that have happened previously in your career that, has, that you still have navigated you into the space that you're in right now with the museum? It, it was really an amazing journey. I, um, I was in the Fashion Institute of Technology doing a double major of advertising and communications, and um, there was an internship that opened up that I heard of at a local radio station here in New York City, now uh, called, known as KISS FM. Um, it had changed formats from jazz, formerly RVR, to KISS FM, which became adult, you know, urban adult contemporary. Well, there was a morning drive internship. And if you know radio, morning drive is crack a lacking at the crack of dawn. Right. <laughs> I was the only person. Four or five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I was the Four only person. Four or five o'clock, absolutely. Early. Exactly. None of my classmates wanted it because they were all fashion kids. But, you know, I wasn't in the Fashion Institute of Technology to do fashion per se, although I love fashion. I was there to do advertising and communications. I jumped on the opportunity because I realized nobody wanted to get up early in the morning. I'm a morning person, not a thing for me. I went to work as um, the programming assistant to a DJ called Jeff Troy. The program director at the time was Barry Mayo, who's a legendary broadcaster who went on to uh, run WBBM out of Chicago and in a, a large group of radio stations. And so I would show up every morning at 5 o'clock and, and, you know, work at least until 11 sure. because, you know, as a programming assistant, I had a lot of administrative things to do with regards to making sure ads ran, keeping copy straight, you know, a lot of attention to detail, very important you be on point. Timely, responsive, focused, and all of that. Consequently, the news director, Bob Slade, recommended that I get an opportunity to be a desk assistant at RKO Radio Networks, which was a syndicated platform of news that gave news, you know, service news to smaller stations around the country. Some were owned and operated by RKO and others weren't. And they were also distributors of Westwood One. And so working in that newsroom, they understood that I liked hard news, wrote very well, but I also, you know, followed trends, lifestyle, culture, music, and all those things. And so I had an opportunity to learn from veteran journalists in that newsroom. But I was working the overnight. I went from working morning drive to working the overnight. And I used to tell my colleagues, that because they were all veteran newsmen, all white men, I used to tell them that they got about the mothballs to come to work. <laughs> <laughs> but... They were really, they were really intent on teaching me everything. They challenged me. They taught me a lot. I learned a lot about, 
you know, international affairs, international news. I, I met my first international correspondent, a woman named Kimberly Safford. One of my colleagues is Dean Shepard. He went on to co-host Live at Five with legendary black broadcaster Sue Simmons here in New York. When I was working in radio, they were like, you really need to be a DJ. I had just come out of radio, and I understood Arbitron, markets, and I was like, I don't like moving around. And I don't mm-hmm. want to be a talk- and I don't want to be a talking head either as a news announcer. And that's when I pivoted into doing PR because I'd already been tasked. Right. I, I'd right. already been tasked by the assignment editor to go through every piece of PR materials that came in, every press kit, every press release, every headshot, everything, everything, everything for what was relevant, what was current, what was topical, what was a human interest. I learned, really, really learned. Unfortunately, today, many young people think that social media is publicity or public relations. Well, you know, Renee, I was going to ask you that, too, because, you know, both of us have done PR for a very long time. Um, And then all of a sudden, everyone's a publicist. Sweetheart, Um, I just, I simply say, bless your little heart, and I see where the gaps in your knowledge are. And I try to well, lead by example and teach as I go because uh, any, well, let's make this a, <laughs> let's make this a teachable moment for those that may be listening. Right? What yes. is the three or four solid tentacles of publicity that uh, that you think is missing today? First of all, let's start with the fundamentals. If you cannot write a basic press release. If you don't know the simple rules of journalism, the who, what, when, where, how, and why, you're not a publicist. Let's Hmm. start there. Okay? Okay. When you can master a press release, then you have the rudimentary knowledge of the first tool a publicist knows how to do. Start there. It doesn't matter how many relationships you have. If you cannot provide a story angle that resonates with the listener or the reader, who is it relevant to? What does it serve? Because the press is not here to promote you. That is what advertising is for, paid advertising. So don't confuse the fact that you have a headshot and you've made a record as a reason why any person in the media wants to talk to you. Or or needs to talk to you. <laughs> not need. Not need because there's never a need. Of there's course, never a that's need. my point. <laughs> That's my point. <laughs> what I used to ask rap artists um, really uh. early in my career, before I learned to have a nice filter, I would say, why do you want to be a rapper? Rappers have the shelf life of a fruit fly. Why are you different? <laughs> right. What's different? And, and, and that's kind of savage. It's kind of savage because, you know, it's a challenge to ask yourself, how am I different? What makes me unique? What is it about my voice that should be heard? And that was a challenge to make people reflect about their artistry, their authenticity, their voice, and how they own their art. 
Is yeah. your art yeah. a reflection of you, your expression, or something you're just trying to do? Right, because everybody is trying to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think, Renee, about these about these outlets that are charging now for for press, like an, a, a magazine that charges you to do a story? That's advertorial. It drives me crazy. Of that course is, it is, that is, but my let's point call is, that what that is, darling. That is advertorial. That is advertorial. <laughs> Whenever you pay to be in a publication, you're buying your advertising, and they're giving you it's a piece an of ad. ad. It's an ad, advertorial. So I hear, you get I hear this a lot. I hear a lot of these outlets that are charging artists, you know, like, you know, um, if no one knows you, then you need to pay to be in my publication. You need to mm. pay for us to write about you or, and I'm just like, no, if you are a publication, then be a public. If your job is to disseminate information, then that's what you need to do. That's what you chose mm-hmm. to do. But once again, these are not publishers in the very same way that people that do social media are not publicists or PR public relations professionals. There's a distinction. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, a lot of these kids are getting taken because they don't know the distinction. They, they don't, don't know, know the difference. Yes. There is a difference. They don't know there's a difference. And there's really no one that explains the difference. Unless and they don't you want to learn... hear it anyway. Darling, you know what? I, go ahead and be great. This is to anyone that seeks my counsel that can't hear me though. I advise them to go be great. I don't ever tell great. anyone that doesn't want to listen that they're wrong. Right. I let them. I let them learn. I yeah, let them go learn. Be great. Yeah, go be great, and I and I truly mean that with utmost kindness because I learned my lessons. I learned my lessons. Mm-hmm. Listen, my. You know, my passion for community and culture, girl, I was about 19, and I worked for the fiercest civil rights attorney. This woman co-founded the National Organization of Women with Gloria Steinem, attorney Florence Kennedy, Flo Kennedy. I was equal parts terrified of that woman and in (laughs) awe of her. Okay, at 19, when she said my name, I literally jumped. Wow. And when I tell you as her personal assistant, I was dealing with a high-powered lawyer, and I did everything except her laundry, mm-hmm. all right? Mm-hmm. And, she, and I'm telling she had she could yoke my little self. She taught me everything. She taught me how to speak to people, how to make professional phone calls, how to manage her schedule. These kids don't have that kind of ethic, that work ethic. Now, meanwhile... This was just as I had registered at FIT, trying to figure out the direction I wanted to take myself professionally. I had the good fortune to be exposed to these really high-powered, high-profile women. Another woman that I worked for was Dr. Marta Morena Vega, who founded the cultural, the Caribbean Cultural Center here in New York. And yeah. that woman mm-hmm. was a Yoruba priestess. I remember her. Yeah. Darling, these children don't get exposed to, you know, they don't get to sit at the knee of power. They don't get to sit at the knee of people that have lived this, done a level of work within communities, and they very rarely get access to professionals within, you know, the arts and entertainment industry that are not also looking for a come up. 
And it's very hard to get to a veteran that wants to deal with you, one, if you don't want to take direction, two, if you think you know it all, because if you know it all, you don't need to talk to me. That's right. Go be great. That's my, I'm practicing that. Go be great. See, did you get that? That's what we're telling people from now on. (laughs) Go be great. Go be great. That's it. Go be great. I'm going to get a t-shirt that says that. (laughs) And it works. Go be great. Yeah, go be great. Go be great. Because, you know, but, because, yes, yes, go be great. Why? Yeah. Because I truly believe for every person that's been told no, that truly believed in their greatness, they succeeded. So who am I At to some say point, you? Yeah. yeah, of course. Who am I to say you, you might, might just have, have a longer journey. Look, it might take you a little longer, but you might get there eventually. Now you see why it applies. <laughs> yeah. It's equivalent yeah. to... You're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, their cousins, uh-huh. their first cousins. You're right. You're right. You're right. Absolutely. So, Renee, absolutely. so, yes. So, we won't keep you much longer, but if people wanted to reach you or, you know, find out how they can participate um, with the museum or with funds for the museum, how can they contact you? Please go to our website, org. That's O-R-G. Go all over our website. We have a campaign up called Time to Donate. If you want to donate, the buttons are there. Please look at the Revolution of Hip Hop. That is our pop-up exhibition located in the Bronx Terminal Market. Of course, with COVID, our hours are limited, but we've got amazing COVID protocols in place. We do thermal imaging when you walk through touchless everything. Go onto that website, Google me, follow me on IG, DM me. If you really have something important that you want to share with me, I'll respond. Because I'm like okay. that. <laughs> you hear that caveat, right? If you have something important. <laughs> yes, darling, because in all fairness, I should tell everyone don't let the smooth taste fool you. I know. I, crazy, I just, you know, I'm really, 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 I'm an around away girl, and I can be a real one, so you don't want to waste my time. You really right. don't want to waste my time. Oh. Well, I'm glad that you joined us today. I'm glad that we rank up there with uh, on the list of things to do, because I know you're busy, so. Um, but well, I, I really I've want been, to appreciate you for, thanks for coming and joining us I've been us a today. fan of Indie Review Radio. You guys have a decade in, and it's always been a great conversation. UNC Truth, you know, have always talked to people that were interesting, and I really, really am grateful that you've given me an opportunity to talk about the museum today and our plans. And I can't wait to see you in Atlanta again soon. Yes, yes, it is time. Well, once outside opens back up. You know, you definitely have to come and hang out. <laughs> and, and I'm getting me. ready. I, you know, I am. I'm so silly to to be, to uh, beat back anxiety and the feelings of isolation and whatnot. I tell myself that I'm preparing to re-enter the world. You know, I'm That's preparing right. to re-enter the world. Whatever the world's going to be, I'm going to be ready. So I'm just That's holding right. on. Be ready. That's <laughs> right. We're ready. Listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ready. beat my hair and makeup gonna be done and everything when I step outside. Can I tell You're you? I'm ready. Listen, I got a kettlebell. You're always ready with that beautiful face and hair. Talk about, oh, please. Oh. I, got I got a kettlebell. I'm not playing. Okay. And I okay. got all the trainers, and I got all the trainers on YouTube that the law will allow. <laughs> well, listen, Renee, 
keep us posted, please. Anything else that's going on or any updates, feel free to hop on anytime. Just call during the show and, um, and let us know what's going on so we could share it for sure because you are one of our favorite intellectuals and we love having you on the show. So Thank you, darling. I'm going to be sharing with you and Sea Truth all of our current activations that are up and coming. You can look in your email this week. I want to keep you guys apprised of our trajectory, where we're going, because we're going to the top. Awesome. And we're right there with you. We right yep, there. Yep. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day, girl. Stay warm. Stay cute. I will. And uh, we'll, talk, <laughs> we'll talk later. Much love, guys. Much love. Thank Aww. you again. Thank you, Renee. Thank talk you. to you later. Thank Have you. a good day. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's so much, right, See, A museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be incredible. Yeah, yeah. With all, the, I mean, with all the stuff, it, it's going to be crazy. And, and, and they I got the right one because Renee is too. invested. Yeah? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I definitely dope. do some things with them as well. So. Dope, dope, dope. Yeah. It's a long time coming, and um, I think there's people that are really excited about it. And Renee is the right person for communication because she really um, paints the picture of, you know, what is yeah. coming and things that we can be really excited about. So, yeah, it was awesome having her on yeah, today. Yeah, she's on it. So, she, yeah. she she definitely is on it. <laughs> That's my girl. <laughs> so, yeah, y'all, we got some, you know, I hope you, like, I don't know if you ran out of Scooby Snacks from 12 o'clock to now, but you can go re-up because we're going to play some more great music for you, some more indie music for you. And if you want to reach out to see Truth and I or have any questions uh, for Renee or anything that you've heard on the show thus far, feel free to give us a call, 646478. Five one two three, and don't forget when you email us music or anything that you want us to know at indiereviewcd at gmail dot com. Please do not forget to put your contact information. If you are just sending links in MP threes, we will not respond. We have no way of knowing. Nope. Right. So, <laughs> so make sure that you please send us contact information and say hello. When you're reaching out to pitch your music or your craft or whatever it is you're doing or introduce yourself, let us know who you are. We want to know that. So IndieReviewCD at gmail.com. Don't forget, we want to know who you are. So sit tight. We got some more music coming up for you. And see uh, Truth and I will be back.
Looking at your smile Standing up like a stay while Feeling it a pop Pick up like you never even lost time I could do this for days I would run a thousand miles I could do this many ways But I'ma fall fast and die Wanna chase that, going crazy I'm like, oh my, but I'm laid back Gotta save that, time to face back If you love me, girl, just say that I don't wanna leave your mind to wander out Surround you, make you feel sure Got desire to make this right Cause every single night I wanna feel your soul I wanna grow old with you, make the most with you, that's the goal I'll give you some time Whatever you want, you just say the word We can do the time Talk away the key, that's what you prefer I could do this for days I would run a thousand miles for you I could do this many ways I'ma fall fast and die with you
called Umi Says. I wonder if they just do like remakes, you know. <laughs> Maybe they got a remake. Little, that's a hot little number. Yeah, it is. It is. So, um, wow. So we're at the end of another show, you guys. It is, um, God, time flies. <laughs> so fast. So, um, if you've joined us before, you know that we were have been talking about a series in um, Seven Steps to Your Ultimate Celebration, and we're up to step four now, right? So the first step was giving people their stuff back. Second step, rewrite your story. Third step is get balanced, mind, body, spirit. Fourth step is you can see clearly now, which means now that you have all this new information and your blank slate is no longer blank, it's now filled with all of the things that you want to fill it with. It's time to get really clear about what your next steps are and the things that are going to forward you. Um, what, is, what is it that you want to manifest in your life professionally and personally? But I always say professional because people sometimes get stuck in where they are thinking this is, this is it. Like I wanted to be this or I wanted to do that. But sometimes those things are a catalyst to what's really next for you. Um, but in the meantime, they, um, I say this like based on our conversation earlier with Renee, how some people, so much that happens in that business that a lot of people just don't know. Do your research, you know. Now that you have your clarity, clarity, do you know everything that you need to know about your craft? Are you aware of the new trends and um, are you up to par? There's tons of benefits for doing additional research about your life's work and the things that you're passionate about. It can help you to reconnect to the reasons you're so passionate about in the first place. It can keep you updated on the latest trends in your field and exercise your brain and enhance brain power. And I always say, um, don't be afraid to get a little certification here or there to keep you sharp. Don't be afraid to learn. Um, they even have free courses where you can get like, you know, just little tags or certificates or what have you. But it, they're all great ways to really master your craft, especially if, for example, you want to get into entertainment or even acting. You could probably attest to that. See, like, you know, all actors are constantly taking classes. And you're like, you're already an actor. Why are you taking classes? Because you want to sharpen, you want to sharpen your skills. You want to be at the top and the pinnacle of your success. So that is step four in the seven steps to your ultimate celebration. It's something to think about, right? Um, and the same thing applies to your personal life. There's tons of books, classes, coaches, therapists, whatever you need to make sure that you are being your be- you're bringing you are bringing your best authentic self to all situations when you're connecting with other people and that you have clarity about who you are. So it's it's important. So that is it. That is our daily slides for the day, um, for the week, for the month. Um, if you have any questions, again, indiereviewcd at gmail.com. Truth and I will be more than happy to explain, elaborate, answer whatever you need. See Truth, any parting words before we go? Uh, yeah, be happy with what you have, with what you got, with what you, you know, are currently dealing with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, yeah. That's, you know. Gratitude is so important and it's powerful, you know. And and the thing about gratitude is it helps you manifest more of the things you're grateful for. Be careful not to operate out of lack. So that's a big one. We'll talk about that next time. But at any rate, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Thank you, Renee, for joining us today to, um, and sharing all that wonderful information about the museum. Um, but anyway, see Truth and I, as always, we're sending you guys lots of love and light. Um, have a fantastic weekend and week. And until we meet again, peace. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.
touch you, but you have my heart. We barely touch, but it sounds so right. I throw it back at you and drop it down. I was the only one to know what you like. But if by chance I'm not, you end up with someone that's not me. What you feel? Oh! 